Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I wanted to talk about, there is a very cute little article running around with Seth Rogen. I wonder how many joints he had. Because seriously, when you're stoned, yes, euphoria comes out. I, I know, I don't smoke anymore, but with a gummy, oh Lord, the euphoria keeps me in my room. Now, Seth Rogen has decided to write an article. And some of it is substantial where he talks about no one cares about the Oscars. Well, let's back up. Yes, it is too glitzy. It's all about the actors. But those within those guilds and the different branches, the director's branch, the screenwriter's branch, the editor's branch, the sound uh, sound mixer's branch, uh, special... um, or not, uh, special effects branch, cinematographers branch, they would all disagree with you because this is, this is their moment to shine because it's not about the actors. And back in the day, the actors were not the, the major part of the film. The film itself. The film... The film is basically like a house. And those within these different branches are like carpenters. They help to build the structure. The writers, the sound uh, mixers, help to decorate the inside of this structure. And then it's the actors who give life to the people that live inside that house. The song, the wine, the women... The dramatic, the comedy, taking the piss out of everything. So that's where I disagree with Seth Rogen because those who work in the technical branches would disagree with you. They would also say that there needs to be a stuntman award and there needs to be and and a comedy award because dying is easy, but comedy is hard. And as a filmmaker myself, I fully am aware of, okay, when certain awards come up, And I know people, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go to the fridge. Save it for the commercial. Because those technical awards are very important. Without those technical awards, you would not have a film. Who's going to want to work on a film if the technical people do not get acknowledgement? It's like getting that gold watch after you've retired. In this aspect, they're still in the throes of working. They're probably working on three projects and, oh, we got to go to the Oscars. Boom, we win or we don't win. That is an acknowledgement by their peers. Those who are in the different branches. The actor's branch is an interesting branch. But I always stress that the acting branch is not the most important branch. Because without the technical people, you don't have an actor's branch. You don't have dialogue for them to say. You don't have a camera lens for them to look through. You don't have a cinematographer to help them. This is, this is where the sun's going to come up. This is your mark. And, and if you don't stand on your mark, according, remember Meryl Streep talked about this when she was in Julia. Jane Fonda said to her, make sure to stand on your mark or you're not in the film. So the technical aspects of 
the Academy. It's not, it's not always been the Oscars. That's just a nickname. It really and firmly is the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Now, I'm not defending them. I'm only defending those within the technical branches. Because they do deserve your respect. Even something as idiotic, and I'm going to say idiotic, as a Michael Bay film, even those explosions require a technical team to put it together. Okay? The cinematographer is like, I don't want my eyebrows burned off. And the lighting people are like, don't worry, we'll do this here. The producers are like, yeah, let's let's do it on a place where we can put the fire out quickly. The director helps to facilitate everything. It's kind of similar to being a teacher. When I worked with school-age kids, that was my thing is just to observe them and to help them facilitate, like a director would, what they want to do. If they want to do slime club... Or if they want to do, what is it, dance club. To help them facilitate the technical aspects of it. That is the essence of the motion picture arts and sciences. The academy itself. You know, back in the day, the really great actors emoted. It wasn't about the dialogue. In fact, there was such a term... Um, cue card writing and then in silent films there used to be an award for those who would write the dialogue on the screen and then in 1928 the jazz singer changed everything that's the thing with film there's always going to be something new silent films were beloved for decades and then in 1928 everything screeched to a halt Charles Lindbergh crossed the ocean before becoming a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. And Millie Earhart went across the Atlantic. Actually, no, I'm wrong. He did that in 1927. 1928 is when Amelia Earhart went across the ocean as a passenger and then started to fly. So it was an interesting time, all these new different innovations. And then the jazz singer comes out. And the one person who resisted going into to sound was Charlie Chaplin. And Charlie Chaplin, and it wasn't that he didn't believe in sound. He was just like, no, I am an artist and this is what I'm going to do. And he paced himself. So the first time the tramp ever speaks is in The Great Dictator in 1940. That film not only excited people, it divided them. Because was, this was during the First World or Second World War. And uh, this one actress once said her grandfather was in the Second World War, and I think the First World War and Second, and said that they would all laugh till they cried about Hitler. Because Chaplin was parodying Hitler. He was taking the piss. Out of, I mean, the microphone starts to wilt as he's speaking to it. So he he paced himself before he was going to utter even a word on screen. So the technical aspects of film are very, 
important. I don't stress that enough. Um, so, yes, Seth Rogen has a point in terms of the actors. You know, um, you look at the actors who have won Oscars and really you shouldn't have given it to them, Gwyneth Paltrow. Because they go on to make crap. <laughs> and then you have actors like Daniel Day-Lewis who are like, okay, I got my fourth, my third Oscar. I'm going to get nominated again for The Phantom Thread and then I'm out. I'm retiring. We talked about Daniel Day-Lewis last night. Now, really great actors, they understand the technical aspects. Someone like Sir Lawrence Olivier himself, who was a filmmaker, he understood that, okay, I am this actor. I, I specialize in Shakespeare. I want it to be technically right. So what does he do? He directs. And he directs most of his films. And then it comes around to Hamlet. He ends up winning a, uh, he, an, an Oscar for a performance that he directed himself in. And then Best Picture. Because he understood technically what he wanted. How he wanted the text to be interpreted. The same could be said about Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand, make fun of her all you want. And call her all kinds of names. And belittle her all you want. But she too is a filmmaker. She, you know, yes, she's a musician. But she understands the technical aspects. She understands, okay, if I'm sitting here, the light looks good here. And then the sound. And then, and then what the other actors are going to say. Those are the technical aspects of filmmaking. And yes, some of it can be tyrannical. Brian Singer. Um, but when you have a really great actress like Halle Berry put you in your place, you've eaten You've eaten. And then Meryl Streep, you know, I loved Katherine Hepburn, but she she kind of did a, a no-no. She, she ragged on Meryl Streep and said it was all technical. And in a way, maybe that was good because then it allowed Meryl to free herself, to be more comedic. Right after that, she did um, postcards from the edge where she played Carrie Fisher, basically. And it was hilarious. The really great actors can do drama and comedy. Robin Williams could do it so brilliantly. He can make you laugh. He can make you cry. He could make you think. Okay? So technically, that's what film is all about. It's not just about arriving in the limo and... Um, getting your picture taken. If you don't win, you're a loser. Mariah Carey knows all about that. Um, and yeah, you know, the snubs. The snubs are interesting. They're very interesting. But in in all aspects, you don't do it for awards. That is just a bonus. Editors are working and thinking, I'm not doing this for an Oscar. I'm doing this because, first of all, the film needs to be edited. If the film is not edited, then we don't have a film. We just have a mess. If the film does not have proper sound tracking, proper technical advances, or even special effects, 
Iron Man, I'm talking to you. Because only special effects can make Robert Downey Jr. fly. Now, in the 90s, drugs made him fly. And, you know, the euphoria of those only lasts so long. But thanks to special effects, industrial light, and magic. Thank you, Mr. Um, Lucas. Uh, it's possible that Robert Downey Jr. can be clean and sober. And fly through the air as Tony Stark Iron Man. Or the Avengers themselves. They would not be able to exist without special effects and makeup. You think of the makeup category. Those, those, these are branches that matter. You know, those of you who love horror films, they would not exist if it wasn't for the makeup. You know, Stan Winston and... Um, what's the other one's name? Um, geez, I have to go back and think about that. I'm, what I'm going to do is when I do an outro, I'm going to mention him. Uh, because... I follow him on Instagram. Oh, such a great makeup artist. They would not exist without this. And then you think of aliens. H.R. Giger. H.R. Giger who designed those aliens. He won a special Academy Award. I believe it was for uh, technical effects or something. You know, uh, we just lost a technical person from Space Odyssey 2001. He helped to facilitate Kubrick's dream. You know, Kubrick was not an easy man to work with. And maybe, you know, and some people would say that in tyrannical terms. It's like, okay, Stanley has a power problem. But there is a method to the madness. If you think of The Shining, how long that took all of them to make. And the different takes. There is a method to the madness. So, when you watch a film, and a really good film, I'm not talking about Michael Bay, a really good film is like a, a beautifully designed building. Whether it's the Empire State Building or the Eiffel Tower or the Statue of Liberty, those could not be constructed without planning without everyone facilitating their ideas so that they become something. And so that is the essence of film. The one person that I thought of as I was talking about that was Igmar Bergman. Igmar Bergman, if you look at the films, it's not just about the imagery, but also the textures, the dark hues, the sounds, the actors. It looks like they are all bathed in this distilled color and that is something that really is important that's why I'm I'm recording right now outside I am on set well the set of life (laughs) recording the cat just ran into the shot she's hungry and that's the technical aspect of film and we'll be back after these messages so I can collect my thoughts and talk about the technical importance of filmmaking. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. And we're back, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So the makeup artist that I wanted 
to talk about, because we're talking about the technical aspects of films, is Rick Baker. Rick Baker has won the Academy Award for Best Makeup a record seven times from a record 11 nominations, beginning when he won the inaugural award in 1981 for An American Werewolf in London. And so those technical aspects are so important. Another one, I had mentioned Space Odyssey 2001. Space Odyssey, here's the thing. Some people find it built boring. I understand. But that's where the technical aspects really morph the story. And it was Douglas Trumbull, visual effects master known for 2001 Space Odyssey and Blade Runner. Oh, he was 79. And so those are the unsung heroes of film. So when you, if you decide to watch the Academy Awards, you're going to notice probably more intently, or not intently, I'm so tired. You're going to notice the technical awards because I've, I've talked about them. And the Academy itself, whether you believe in it, and yes, the snubs, the snubs are very evident. So here we go. This, these, you know, if you look at something like the eyes of Tammy Faye, the makeup right there, because if it's about Tammy Faye Baker, it's about the makeup, the directors. I mean, you've got some really great directors this year. And then the screenplay. If it's not on the page, it's not on the stage. You got Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Worst Person in the World, Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, The Power of the Dog. So, yeah. And then even the animated features. Encantanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. The Machines, Raya and the Last Dragon. Documentary subjects. Documentaries are probably my favorite. And the Academy did snub the Velvet Underground documentary directed by Todd Haynes. And that really bothered me. But at the end of the day, if you these wonderful technical categories, you got best makeup and hairstyling, best film editing, best costume design, best, best visual effects, best cinematography. That's my favorite right there. Best production design, best original score, best sound, best original song. Sometimes there's a, a a tie, and so you know, like with editing in 2012, there was a there was a tie. So, yeah, is it the technical aspects prove that the Oscars do matter? Seth Rogen, as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>